Hello and welcome to another episode of Humans of SDU. Today is actually a very special episode for two reasons. This is the first time ever our new member Poheli is a host and the guest Polina is one of my very best friends. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome Polina. So we hear you are a rugby player. Can you tell us a bit about how your rugby career started? Yeah. Hi, yeah, I'm a rugby player. And actually, when I started, it was 2016. I was uh, 15 years old. And um, I was not doing like any of this kind of sport before. I was actually da- dancing ballet for 10 years. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, so it was a big step for me. Yeah. But it was a big challenge. But I like to challenge myself and yeah. break the stereotypes and like, okay, you know, I wanted to try something new mm. and especially because I was um, c- kind of being surrounded with people who were playing rugby mm. and they're like, okay, Polina, you need to try. It's like, you look like someone who could like, you know, <laughs> sometimes being like, you know, tough and like, you know, like having a lot of energy in yourself and like, you know, just, you should definitely try and oh. I, I give it a go yeah. and um, now I'm ready for how many years? Five? Time flies fast. Yes. And how was it? So, did you start out in Latvia, where you're from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, I did. I started in my city, where I'm from, Jurmala, Rugby Club Jurmala. And then, after three years, um, we asked, we, we were being asked to join, like, Team from Capital, mm-hmm. uh, Club Selena. Mm-hmm. And because we had some of these issues with finding new girls who mm. really wants to play rugby, mm. and they had kind of the same issue, but they were more like, you know, bit older generation mm-hmm. so a few years older than us so they needed some you know new girls new energy yeah. in their team like okay you look like really good girls and we had this good communication between us yeah and like okay guys, girls you can you know you can join our practices and see how it goes and yeah. we have mm-hmm. like coaches from the capital and like you know you can raise your level yeah so yeah it was it was a bit challenging because it's like 40 kilometers from the place I'm mm. living but we got really good you know they really helped us like they could you know bring us from train station and like you know get us to the mm-hmm. like a field and pr- like you know they give us so much help so it just it was a lot of fun yeah interesting and how is um, the women rugby uh, league in in Latvia because I've I've never before I met you I never heard of uh, women's uh, rugby mm. league me neither or at yeah. least that it was that it was like widespread all over europe yeah actually before i met my friends i didn't know what is working <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when i came to my first practice and like you know what i thought about rugby before coming to practice and when i actually tried mm. totally different things <laughs> I, it was maybe good that i didn't research how it looks and i was just like heard how fun it is and you know like a lot of nice people and like team sport and like okay and I need to try but um yeah it's not like it's it's there's not a lot of girls mm-hmm. who are playing rugby in Latvia also in Denmark mm-hmm. but yeah we're we're quite few such quite few that we actually know each other mm-hmm. by name yeah but you know maybe it's because of that we're so few we can like you know actually make these teams and like yeah. like really prepare for the like you know nationals and like mm. higher leagues because we know each other and there's better communication yeah there's some pros and cons for that 
But yeah. of course, we are really trying to develop the teams and uh, mm. find new girls. It's really hard, but yeah. So, so you you mostly focus on like national team cha- uh, competitions rather than club competitions. No, it starts with the clubs, of course. Everything yeah. like starts with the clubs, but we never forget that the nationals are the most biggest priority because mm-hmm. all the championships are happening to find the best players for the national team. Yeah, as we are not. A lot of girls who are playing rugby. Mm-hmm. It's really important to keep these girls who are really yeah. like attracted to this kind of sport to yeah. you know involve them in the national team. Mm. And um, yeah, we are our, our season starts in May, mm. April, May. Mm-hmm. We have some winters games, but it's not championships. It's mm-hmm. like it's not the main thing. It's just for fun. And uh, starts in May, and then we are starting with them. Um, Teams, team championships like Latvian championships, and then during the season in summer, they start like first uh, first tournaments and European championships and oh, so on. Okay. So it's actually it's a big problem because sometimes girls doesn't want to play for the club because they're saving themselves for the national teams. Yeah. But you know, it's it's I think <laughs> I don't know how it's in other uh, sports like yeah. it, but um, yeah, it's it's different. It depends on the person and how far you want to get in that sport and how much you can you want to involve yourself in mm. that yeah it just depends on it's a bit weird because in water polo at least in croatia if you don't play for a club it doesn't have to be croatian but if you're not playing water polo in a club you can't play for the national the team national so it's yeah yeah, yeah you have to show different. yourself in the club like, oh, okay, okay yeah okay, you, okay, you okay, have okay. to like maybe i just uh, didn't <laughs> no, i think it was just me who misunderstood <laughs> so you have to prove yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you, you can yes, you have to prove team. yourself, yeah. like definitely, and also you have to join the practices, and mm. yeah, it's really difficult because, as now I know, I talk with the girls from Latvia, they have free practices because they have a first game in first of May, mm. and they have like also free practices for the national team, and it's oh. really hard to combine, especially yeah. you're not a you're not a high school student anymore, like yeah. you know everyone has jobs, families, mm. and you know like it's you really have to like involve yourself like if you want to play rugby you really have to spend a lot of time yeah it's a very physically exhausting sport yes, yeah. it is it's like fuck. so do you play, uh, do you miss playing rugby after you know you came here and yeah i do i do. do and that's why when i just came to denmark 2019 yeah. the first week i came to denmark i stopped playing rugby playing rugby oh wow <laughs> yes but then i took a break for half a year <laughs> like and then i rejoined them so have you joined any club here or yeah yeah oh, okay. i we i'm playing for the rugby club odense oh. it's just like 10 minutes from university like wow. even yeah five minutes by bike okay yeah it's a really a small club it's really cozy and really nice people and it just makes me feel like home yes i was just about to say that maybe you found a new home yes or you found your home here yeah i think yeah. when i just came to denmark yeah the rugby made me feel like you know connected yeah that's something what brought like you know yeah. bring me like this home feeling yeah. that i'm part of the some one more family mm. yeah. and because when you play rugby you kind of attach to this family rugby family mm. and yeah. you can't get it out of it like it's so nice to travel around the world and find some rugby team and you know that you'll be like you'll always be welcome yeah, and it was also very easy for you to meet people through rugby yes. right because yes such a small yeah. community and yeah. you must have met a lot of people yeah yeah there's a lot of internationals also playing. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty that's pretty cool. And what's the like difference between Danish and Latvian rugby? Are there any 
differences, big differences? I think the like when for me I would say like the level I'm playing, it's not I'm saying that Danish level is lower. I just the way I'm committed to rugby in Denmark is different how mm. I was committed in Latvia. Mm-hmm. Because in Latvia I also had higher expectation myself how I play rugby mm. and like from my team members and from my coach in rugby it's more for fun. Like, you know, mm. of course I would like to do more but I really want to, but I I can't. You have to spend so much time on that. And of course, what I said, like in Latvia, there's higher expectations because there's quite, I think there's like little amount of girls who are playing rugby. Mm -hmm. So if you got into that, it's like you have to be committed more and Mm -hmm. they're expecting from you that you're attending the, like, um, the practices. Practices, yeah. And yeah, it's like, yeah, the way how you look at it and the way how you commit yourself to that. But yeah. the way they're coaching is the same. It's, it's yeah, they, the team I played in Latvia, they're playing with the boys and team in Nordense. They're playing with the boys. Of course, we have some um, exercises separately, but yeah. at the end, we're playing touch rugby together. Okay, and how is that playing with uh, someone who's supposed to be stronger and uh, better <laughs> at rugby than you are? Um, it's good, you know, because... During the game, there'll be always some girl who are, you know, a bit stronger than you, faster than you, yeah. the same yeah. as you're playing with the boys. Yeah. Boys, like, you know, they will not do it on purpose. They will not hit you on purpose, you know? Yeah, yeah of course. It's, everyone is like a person, you know? Like, yeah. you want to be friends with that person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really fun. I really like to play with the guys because, mm. you know, they're in higher level. They're, like, they're more experienced. They're, mm. like, some bit faster, f- like, you know, stronger. And, you know, when you play against someone who is better than you you can also learn yeah Mm -hmm. and it's get you another level but do you think when you play with the boys the boys are much more lenient like since they're much more stronger so do you think they're like uh, trying a bit more understanding and careful while playing with the girls or it's like yeah they are the same they are more careful when they're playing with the girls of course Mm -hmm. because sometimes that's why they don't want to play us with us maybe sometimes because they need to be more careful and they have to think that we are girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's uh, at the back of their head because, yeah. you know, like, yeah. they have it's, to be a um, bit more careful. I think we're really grateful that they are <laughs> less stronger when they're playing with us. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. Nice. And, um, well, since you are now in Denmark, I assume you're a university student. Uh, so what do you study? I'm uh, at the engineering faculty. I'm studying global management and manufacturing. Oh, what is that? Can you explain? <laughs> um, it's really hard to explain, but when we exp- when we t- telling about your- ourselves, we're presenting something like production engineers, something similar to product development innovation engineers, okay. like something bit of everything. Yeah. But uh, I have marketing classes. I have project management. We're learning about supply chain engineering, mm-hmm. and the goal is to become like supply chain engineer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, also materials and process science. Yeah, it's really broad, but it touches everything upon like engineering and how mm-hmm. to manage the engineers. And it's um, yeah, it's really hard to explain. But I think if you say supply chain engineer, you kind of can understand yeah. like yeah. what 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 would be involved in that education. Yeah, it's really interesting. And is it like hard, or do you think it's? I mean, it's engineering. It must be. Difficult. It is. Difficult, but it's not that technical, I would say, as yeah. I was expecting. Yeah. 
you know, I was expecting a lot of math and physics and, I don't know, chemistry, how it would be in Latvia, to study engineering, yes. bachelors of engineering in Latvia, where I'm from. But here, it is difficult, but it's more about different projects and really understanding what you're mm-hmm. doing, you know, because in high school, in Latvia, it's like, the one I was studying, you know, it was like, okay, you have to learn, you have to read the book and just remember everything. Yeah. Here, all of our exams are oral exams, so if you just learn from the book, you're going to fail. <laughs> like, <laughs> you really need to understand and you need to be really interested in that. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're interested and you're really actually excited to study for the exam because mm-hmm. you want to understand it better, yeah. it's, it's fine. It's, mm. You can get through. So basically you're saying you like uh, the way uh, you're studying here in Denmark, then what you the i mean the system that you were put through in your country yeah yeah exactly yeah here is learn by doing yeah. like more practical yes okay. we just get an assignment yeah just make it make it work yeah <laughs> you know you have to communicate so much with the professors with your team workers yeah. you know you really have to be able to talk mm-hmm. and i think it's such a good like experience for the future when we really get out the works mm-hmm. and like As I talk with my sister, she's also studying engineering. Mm. And uh, she came for half a year for Erasmus uh, to the Denmark. She's like, yeah, it's totally different way. Like how you educate your engineering because mm. she didn't, she don't get any practical. She got a practical when she started internship mm. and then she got it. It was mm. more about physics, math, but she's not using it yeah. at work. Yeah. And how did you actually come to Denmark from Latvia? Um, like what made you come here? <laughs> Actually, I couldn't decide either I want to go to Netherlands or Denmark. Mm. But I came to visit my sister while she was an exchange student mm. at SDU. I visited her. It was um, just uh, autumn before, like year before I had to go to Denmark. Yeah. So I visited her and I went entered the university and I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know... People in Denmark saying, "Oh, it's such small university." It is not. <laughs> it is it not. Is not at all. It is huge, <laughs> and especially I entered the first building. Like I entered, it was a cheese building, mm. a tech building. You know, it's such a new building, so beautiful. I would yeah. say, and you know, like yeah, I want to be part of it. Yeah, <laughs> and like and the people when I entered the Denmark, oh, and everyone was so open to me. It's actually when I say to Danish people, they're so surprised because. Everyone tell them that Danish people are really close-minded. Okay. But yeah. I came from Eastern Europe, from Baltics. And yeah. I think people are even even more close-minded, <laughs> you know? Like, I get such a nice experience yeah. when I arrived to Denmark because I told my dad, you know, I'm starting my new life. <laughs> I'm going alone to Denmark. <laughs> I'm bringing my two luggages and I'm entering Denmark. And the first thing that happened, I couldn't find my train to Odense. <laughs> And I, I, you know, I found everything. I found the plane. I found the way how to um, exit the airport. Yeah. It was the first time I was f- f- alone in airport. Yeah. I found a way how to get to the Copenhagen train station. But I was so confused. And the one man just came to me and he was like, you look so confused. Like, what's happening? So and he helpful. starts speaking with me in English, yeah. you know? Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, per- that just... 
one thing just such a change mm-hmm. in my experience and like Definitely. about Denmark and I got so happy and like okay I'll get through like mm-hmm. you know you can always find people who will help you Definitely yeah. over Definitely. here yes. very helpful yeah. yeah yes yeah. I think for me it was like coming from the Balkans which is like such um nice people they're so open to helping and to talking and then when I was coming here everyone was telling me okay Danish people you know they're a bit like it's difficult to get through to them so you're gonna have to try hard and then we came here and SD was very nice to have like these intro days for our faculty for our program and it was so nice met so many people who I'm such close friends Mm with so it's It's very nice, yeah. <laughs> I think. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Even for me, um, uh, before I came here, I, I, I mean, so many people told me that, yeah, it's very hard to get through them. But once you, you know, you, you get them, yeah, it's fine. But I didn't feel that because even I was lost once. <laughs> I couldn't find a, a, a building, and he came to me mm. and he asked, "Are you lost?" Yeah. And then he, I was like, he took me to the building right at the en- entrance and made sure that I'm home. <laughs> Oh, so, you that's know, it's, yeah, super so helpful. Nice. I mean, yeah. so helpful. So yeah, yeah. Danish people are really open-minded and helpful. So it's nice. That's really cool. We approve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why ballerina? Oh, <laughs> so many years ago. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, I was five years old, and there was audition in my city, and I don't remember, but I think it was my mom who was just you know me and my mom like okay we need to try and. It was I was dancing but until I was 10 years old yeah. and then you had to decide either you are like ballerina school yeah. like more oriented to ballet and music or yeah. you stay in your normal gymnasium primary mm-hmm. school and I decided to stay in normal school because I could at that age I didn't want to make such a big decision yeah. you know because once you enter that school you know that your all your life would be yeah that's ballet. it that's all you're going to do Yeah, that's also quite a lot of stress to put on a kid. Yes, I mean, and you know, my parents like putting you decide. <laughs> <laughs> Great, it's thanks. <laughs> you should think about your consequences. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, after that we start also dancing contemporary dances yeah. and uh, also something of hip hop and everything. And last years I started dancing jazz, more jazz oriented dances. Mm. So it was. Also folk dance. It was everything. Okay. It was yeah. It's very interesting. It's not so. Ballet was always a basics. Everything when we came, we were doing stretching, and then we were doing like you know all the ballet. Mm-hmm. It was our like warming up every day, mm-hmm. and then we would do like like other like uh, orientation of the dancing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And was it really uh, difficult physically? Because from uh, like uh, the um, documentaries I've seen it's always so much stress for these ballerinas that are kids like forcing them to do a they bunch of stuff very precise yeah yeah on every move they make it's a lot yeah. of stress and it was a big trauma oh <laughs> spill the tea sister <laughs> no <laughs> I don't want to go in details about it <laughs> no no it was really hard but I think that what teached like every go who were in my team or mm. ballet team we became so strong and like mentally yeah because we like from the early ages mm. we already had to make these big decisions and 
go to this uh, concert and perform mm. and really like stand for ourselves mm. and being like already being part of something mm. that's why I think I was so attracted to rugby because it was so different yeah mm. you were part of the team family there is less you know in ballet what is different there's always competition mm -hmm. even though if you are on the same name of the like dancing team yeah you would always compete between each other yeah Because it's the same age, you mm -hmm. go to perform and you're always like competing between each other. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to make f real friendships because you never know how it will go, you know. But that's why with the girls I was dancing ballet, I know them for, oh my God, so 15 years yeah. now. I, I'm still talking with them yeah. because it's of course from how many girls I met, like one, two I talk with, mm. but we went so much through together yeah so different. and then you enter rugby where everyone is like team sport you know mm -hmm. you need to communicate you need yeah. to be friendly <laughs> you need to be friendly oh my god it was i think it also really changed me personally yeah like, definitely i became more like open-minded and mm. you know, talkative and easier to be friends with someone yeah and was it in uh, when you were uh, dancing did you have a like competitions Uh, participating competitions or if you had some shows that you put on or yeah so yeah from when I started five years old we had I think almost every weekend we had to perform mm. either it was like volunteering performances for the uh, elderly people you know for some because I'm living in by the resort city so there's a lot of like um, spa centers or something so we were like small kids performing and it was really nice for like you know for other people to look at and uh, then we also had um championships it was mm -hmm. bigger competitions every spring then our easter um tradition was to actually go on to this um uh trip to stockholm so there okay. was a boat and like uh there was like you know like a party boat but mm -hmm. there was also kid programs and we were participating in the kid programs As a lot of nice experience. That sounds really cool. Yes. Can you tell us a bit more about that? It was a big thing. So mm -hmm. we had to preparing for several months to pr new dancing, dances. And, you know, we were preparing also, like, what to bring with ourselves. Like, yeah. You know, all the trip. And also you have to think how you're going to perform. Yeah. So we were dancing, like, in the mornings, every morning mm -hmm. during that trip. But there was also a lot of other trips. We were, uh, every summer we would go to, like, summer camps, like, in Bulgaria or everywhere in the Europe yeah and we would have like every morning like the morning runs you know like then we have practices after lunch and every evening would have like performances mm. it was it was really nice it was really tough for the young kids yeah but I mean, you can experience a lot and you can travel a lot hmm. that's really nice and have you also traveled a lot with with uh, rugby yeah I did and uh, so when I just started uh, playing rugby We got this opportunity to participate, uh, being in um, classif classified in the Youth Olympic Games oh, in Buenos okay. Aires. And um, we got a coach who agreed, okay, we need to make a team for the girls under 18 mm. years old. And uh, we got we will be ready for the, it was a qualification for the European teams in uh, Vichy, France. Mm -hmm. So they made this under 18 um, team. For the girls, yeah. Where I was actually I got placed as a captain. Oh, congrats, congrats! Yes, 18 girls, and we went a lot to Germany, France, Poland, 
oh, all wow. the way we could go. Yeah. It was a really nice experience. And when you're with your team and they're your friends. It's always so special. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And even when the practices are so difficult and you hate your coach, because <laughs> you're with everyone else, it's just it makes it so much easier. Yes. I feel like. Uh, well, I will say something because it feels like you're not going to say it. But Polina was actually voted best rugby player in Latvia in 2019. Oh. Oh my Can God, you tell us huge. a bit more about that? <gasps> that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um. you have to say it out loud. <laughs> yes, I was the best player of Latvia. Woman player of Latvia rugby in 2019. Oh, wow. oh my God. Wow. That's huge. And how does it work getting nominated and uh, voted as best player? Um. In that season, I knew that I'm going to... It's going to be my last season in Latvia, mm. playing mm -hmm. rugby. It was really hard for me to say it, but I knew it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it's not going to be the same because I'm going to move and I'm going to start my, Latvian, my life in Denmark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, what, what I do... What, I, what makes me happy is mm -hmm. playing rugby. So mm -hmm. I really need to make this like last season... Memorable. Memorable. Mm. Mm. And... Yes, and I th I'm not sure it was also I was playing for the under 18, but I was still being a uh, captain of the under 18 girls, and then I was the youngest uh, player of the women's national team. Mm. Mm -hmm. And we went to the um, Moscow for Ooh. the beach rugby European Championship. Yeah, and we got a third place. Damn. Wow. Okay, yeah. congratulations on that as well. Wow, it's just <laughs> like it's just building up. One yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. It feels like being so long time ago because, you know, this corona period was felt like lifetime. <laughs> yeah. But actually, it's not that long yeah. time ago. It's like yeah, 2000, it's two, okay, years. two years ago. When I got nominated, I was in Denmark mm. and I uh, I just uh, got a message from my uh, captain from the my uh, team in uh, Selena mm -hmm. that I got um, titled like a uh, best player yeah. of Latvia. I was a bit shocked. <laughs> because it wasn't my purpose of doing everything yeah, yeah. of course i was course. born for the memories and you know yeah. like doing what i like and what makes me happy and when you when you got you know awarded for what you do mm. and you you know recognized yeah you feel like okay sometimes when you just put effort it pays off yeah definitely and definitely. it's really nice feeling yeah. and you get everything when you're not looking for it you know you weren't looking for the award or the recognition right? ah, she's lying she was actually after the trophy all along she was just oh i was being a team player oh. no it yeah. wasn't a purpose it's always a team sport and yeah no. of course of course yeah, yeah. and how was it uh during uh, this year-long lockdown to with the rugby in denmark were you able to practice how how was it yeah um yeah, when I started playing rugby, I took half a year break, and then I was doing something last winter. Mm. But it was uh, once times a week because mm. it was bad weather, and we could go only inside. Yeah. And then the corona started, and I think everyone was shocked and like we didn't know what to do. Yeah, definitely. You know, everyone's schedules just got like off. You know. Yeah. You don't know what you do with your life because everything what you did before is just... Yeah, everyone suddenly got so much free time, but we can't do anything. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Um, but then last, I think, spring, something started opening and we mm -hmm. went outside and then it's just locked down again. So it was, <laughs> you know, comes and goes, you know, you, you start and it goes. And it was hard, but it was really nice when, it, when we could go back to, uh, like, you know 
playing in the field and, yeah. you know, see each other. It was really nice and really enjoyed it. Yeah. But it was really hard. I think it's still really hard because everyone still get back into shape. Mm. You know, everyone still have this, okay, we still need to get tested before going to the practices. Mm. You know, yeah. we still feel like it's not that easy that it was, like, a year ago or something. But um, I think it get back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Slowly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hopefully. And have you... Um, is there any less or more girls now or people in general playing rugby because of corona? Because I feel like maybe people found other hobbies while it was, Denmark was on, under lockdown. Actually, I think we have but lo- more girls now. Okay. Yes, because rugby is one of the sports you can play outside. Yeah. So it's much easier to, you know, I think we were one of the first, like, uh, uh team sports who were able to start because we were outside and there was like we were like not a lot of girls who were playing mm, so yeah. like you know you can easier promote yeah just come and join yeah during the corona because it's outside mm-hmm. and like we're not a lot of girls so yeah we also had new girls um yesterday mm. from australian football they just come okay and, uh, join our team but yeah. they just tried out because a few weeks ago we we went to australian football to try Ooh. their sport so it's it's easier now because you yeah. know everyone was so tired of the lockdown yeah. like okay we yeah. need to do something yeah. you know? definitely anything will work yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and how was it trying australian football it's um what's actually the difference between that and rugby oh yeah. my god it's i thought it's similar i think what i see now is similar tackles because you can tackle the ball is not the same it's it's more like football mm. ball like american football and the passes are totally weird. <laughs> like, the way how they're passing the ball with the hands, I cannot get it. <laughs> Maybe I just need to get used to that. It's, it's, I think it's, you know, it's the same feeling playing the team sport. And yeah. it's, I think I just need, I need to go to second practice and, you know, try more. Yeah. But when I was playing back in Latvia, we were sometimes playing Australian football. Mm. But actually, we never told how to do the like real passes okay and then yeah. i came to the practice and i'm like oh my god that's so different it's it's, it's different. <laughs> my life is a lie <laughs> so i wanted to ask you like since you're an athlete you know you uh, during the lockdown you definitely had to maintain and uh, so how did you manage that you know maintain your health and you know exercise daily we would love to hear some like and get some tips from you because yeah. <laughs> we are still under lockdown <laughs> Yeah, we were athletes, but I think we're still people. And I think yeah. we we're also shocked the way how we should, you know, schedule our yeah. time. Yeah. But we are more responsible because we have to get back to the team and play sports. Yeah. And I think it's just the way you schedule your day. And yeah. if you really prioritize the time for your daily activities, even though you can't do sometimes, but you like, you can't sit and study or be in your room all day. You yeah. have to do something. And sometimes, you know, go sleep on time and wake up earlier and go mm. for a run is it's really nice yeah. now the weather is is it's is really really beautiful. good and the yeah. uh, sunrise is so nice and it's quite early but it's really nice to be outside when no one is there it's really quiet definitely go for a run yeah but we've touched upon it now but i can mention this is something uh, that we ask all of our guests as a last question uh, if you have a life hack to share with us something that gets you by on a daily basis or just in general mm. maybe as I mentioned that I found what makes me happy and I, I think I would tell other one as well that 
find something that makes you happy and brings you joy and really prioritize time for that. And put in your schedule, put in your planner, <laughs> in your to-do list, <laughs> do that today. And if it makes you happy, you should just do it. Wow. Very poetic. Yeah. What a <laughs> nice way to end an episode. <laughs> Thank you, Paulina, so Thank much you. for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Humans of SDU, brought to you by Merit Media. As always, we will have a new episode just for you next week. But until then, make sure to check out our social media and website to stay updated on how your favorite podcast is doing.